So we're in the middle of the Ramah, in Yoridea, Kuftes, Vav, Sif, Aleph. Uh, we're at the word, the beginning of, and the fancy Friedman Shachanach, the top of page, Chav Dalet, the word Ushvachot, right near the Tess in the Shach. Ushvachot, which we've already done, we're going to read, just go over it again. Ushvachot, the, the servants, Shachovot HaBehemot Bebeis Yisrael. Okay, now, at the beginning of the Ramah, Mechaber and the Ramah, they were talking about it's a non-Jewish farm with animals that are owned by the non-Jews. And we have the rules over there that you have to come from the beginning, you have to make sure that the kalim are clean. That's a machlokas. So if you didn't make sure the kalim are clean, if that was good or not, okay, so that we discuss. So now, we're up to a new scenario. It's a Jewish farm with Jewish workers. No, I'm sorry. Jewish farm with Jewish cows. The cows are owned by the Jew. The cows are not Jewish. The cows are owned by the Jew, and the farm is owned by the Jew. But the workers are not Jewish. The the maids, whatever, the servants, the workers that are milking the animals in the Jewish home. Jewish home, the Jewish farm. As long as the house of the Eli Yehudi is not nearby on the premises from which they can pull out their own camel's milk, the Eloches of David Tomei, you don't have to worry about David Tomei, there's no base guy there with camel's milk. There's no camels, it's just cows. Mutter afilu lechatchila, so even the chatchila, you can leave the workers, the workers can do the milking, even though the Jew's not there at all. So since it's a Jewish house, Jewish farm, we don't have to worry about a davar tameh, and they can do the milking even though the Jew is not there at all. The question is, why does this work, and what are the, the conditions? So, first of all, it can't be, there can't be any non-kosher animals nearby. And... The Pesachim and Chubas points out, the, the point is that the Jew's around. So it's true, he doesn't have to be there. But if he tells, if he tells the Amy Hudi, okay, you continue milking, I'll be back in two weeks. I'm, I'm, going, uh, I'm going away for two weeks. So that's obviously not going to work. The whole idea is that he's afraid to do anything because he knows that you could stop by. You don't really have to be there, and you're not there, but because the possibility exists that you could stop by, so we have this concept called Mirsos, and the Amy Hudi is afraid to play games. He's afraid. He also, you know, not, anyone could theoretically do anything. But there are no camels there. He, his, his, the, the house is not around. There's no house of the Amy Yudi around, at least according to the Ramah, where he can go get his own camel's milk. So it's not really so likely that he's going to do it anyway. But we have this concept of Mir says he's afraid that you're going to stop by at any point, even though, at the end of the day, the might say, you're not around. There is a Tzemach Tzedek. It has a very interesting approach, which is not accepted lahalacha. He doesn't even accept it himself lahalacha lechatchila, and that is if the animals belong to the Jew, then there's no isra of of chalavakum, just like bishalakum, pasakum, shemenakum, everything we've been discussing. But it, it belongs to the Yehudi. But if it belongs to the, the if it belongs to if it's, the animal belongs to the Jew, there's no isra at all. Okay. He, he doesn't go with it all the way, and the mice it's not accepted. La halacha, just an interesting, uh, interesting theory. Now, 
The Ramah says that this whole business where the guy, the Jew doesn't have to be around at all, it only works if the, in the Lashon of the Ramah, Ein Beis Goy Mafsik. You don't have the home of the Ein Yehudi on the premises nearby where he can go get something. Continues the Ramah. Aval Ein Beis Goy Mafsik. But if there is the home of the Ein Yehudi nearby, and who knows what he has in his own home, his own fridge. He could have camel's milk, he could have pig's milk. Once the home of the Ein Yehudi is there on the premises, and he could theoretically have in his home something not kosher to mix into the milk, it's as if the whole farm is owned by the Ein Yehudi, says Ramah. And you need to have someone on premises. You need to have someone there. However, there's someone that needs to be there. It's enough to leave a kid there. You can leave a nine-year-old child who knows the difference between a cow and a camel, and that would be enough. So according to the Ramah, once the house of the Ein Yehudis on the premises, it has the status of the farm of the Eino Yehudi. Okay. The Shach disagrees with this. Okay, the shach is mekel bidi ever. That means the farm belongs to the Yisrael. The animals belong to the Yisrael. That happens to be the home of the Eni Yehudi is on the premises. The Ramah says, no go. Knocks everything out. Says the shach, no it doesn't. Bidi ever is still okay. With the Ebed, that's still going to be okay. Okay. Continues the Ramah. The Imchalvu Goyim. Okay, now, so now, there's different ways of understanding the Ramah. The way that I saw brought down, the way I understand, is the first case that we were talking about was the farm belongs to the Eni and the animals belong to the Eni The second case, Ushvachos, the farm belongs to the Yehudi, and the animals, the cows, belong to the Yisrael. Now we're talking about a scenario where the animal is owned by the Yisrael, but the farm is owned by the Eino Yehudi. I guess you bring your, in the Catskill Mountains with your cows, and you bring the cow into his, uh, into his farm, I guess is, is the scenario. So, now, the Ramah holds that there's no difference having a Goyesha house on the Jewish premises or being on the Goyesha premises. The Shach, we just said, says no, there is a difference. Just because the Goyesha house is on the premises does not knock out the previous did. And as long as the Ebed, we would allow the workers to milk the, milk the cows, even though you're not on the premises, because you could be on the premises. The Ramah says, and the, the Ramah says not if there's a Goyesha house on premises, Shach says, even if the Goyesha house is on premises, it's okay. But now we're on the premises of the Eino Yehudi, and the Jews bringing his animals in. So says the Ramah, the Imchavu Goyim Mixas Behemos. He brings in the animals, and he disappears. He brought in the animals. He's not around. Then he comes back, and says, ooh, they're milking. I have to go supervise. Nowadays, that is really, at the end of the day, it's very hard to get your hands on pig's milk or camel's milk. So this whole thing is really not very common. 
So if he showed up in the middle of the milking, which the poskim explained means at the beginning, the first half, towards the first half of the milking, mutter. So then the milk is going to be mutter. Mihu, however, continues the Rama. If he didn't come until they were all milked, or the post can point out, most of them have already been milked. It becomes like real life Goyesha milk. Which is also even though there's no camels around and no non kosher animals around. So here we have a Jewish animal on the premises of the guy. The Ramah has this big kula. And he says the, the Jew was not around. He showed up at the 40-yard line. They're 40% done. But it's the first half. The Ramah says it's okay. Even though he missed the beginning. The Shach says, I don't get it. If you hold it, it's okay. It's will come at the end. Meaning, even with the end, if you come at the end, it should be okay. And if it's not okay, then he has to be there at the beginning. What's this coming at the 40-yard line? How can he come in the middle? After he, they already did 40%. No good. So the Shach comes out very strong. He thinks there's a mistake in the Ramah. He comes out very, very strong, strongly against, uh, against the Ramah. The Shach, it's a very long Shach. When Zivkot in Yud Gimel, he says, Lo yadati hoti Where did he get it from? Lo yadati I don't understand this Svara. Now he says, there are different Shittas, but no one, it's like the middle Shittas that doesn't make any sense. You either go all the way or nothing. Okay. So, bottom line, in this scenario, where the Jewish animals in the non-Jewish farm. So, the Jew has to be there from the beginning. The post can go with, with the shach. If he's not there at the beginning, it's no good. They go against the Ramah. However, the Ramah is holding, is even going on a different case. Because the Ramah holds, there's no difference between the Goyesha farm and the Jewish farm with the Goyesha house on premises. So, in the case where the Goyesha house is on the premises of the Jewish farm... They were going to be makel. The shach was makel with that in the previous halacha. The shach said that even though there's a guy house on premises, Jewish animal, Jewish farm, you can be makel. Even though the Jew is not there. Okay, so if the Jew's not there, he shows up in the middle, even Jewish animals, the shach says it's no good. If there's just a base guy that's mafsik on the farm, but it's a Jewish, uh, Jewish premises, so then, with the Ebed, the Shach is Mako. Uh, now, nowadays, there are a few, uh, with modern technology, there are new ways of supervising Chalavis Ramah. One is video, video surveillance. They put video cameras all over the farm. So some people don't like it. Most post games seem to like it. And most cautious uh, organizations seem to go with this approach. The OU is in favor. They put a video camera. Now, you still have to be at the beginning and make sure the kalim are clean and things like that. But they don't have to be there. They have video surveillance. Now, the post can point out, like, yeah, if no one checks the video, where does it work? Right? Someone should be checking the videos. And you have some enormous places. So, like, to, to But the video surveillance has uh, become a prevalent way of supervising Chalav Yisrael milk. It's a deterrent, if nothing else. It's a deterrent, if nothing else. Okay. They say it's good enough. It's like the, they're just watching. He was not watching every second. We already learned he doesn't have to be watching every second. That's what we learned then in Sephalif. It's enough for him to sit outside. It's enough for him. If he can stand, he can see. If he sits, he can't see. 
So, so he doesn't, we know he doesn't have to, the, when the Mishnah says see, it doesn't really mean see, that's the Gemara. So it says it means could see. So the video is enough. Now, there's a newer way of uh, milking cows. It seems to be more prevalent in Europe than in America. And that is with computerized robots. It's a robot, computerized robot, that will only milk those things that it's programmed to milk. So if you program in, you know, and the cows each, I don't know, some laser, and each cow has a tag, and the computer knows that this is something I'm allowed to milk, this is something I'm not supposed to milk, it's, uh, I don't know how this works exactly. So there's a whole discussion about, about that. There are many post who are making on that as well. I saw an article from the OU, and they seem to say that they were still, uh, you know, still looking at, whatever, still needed, I don't know if the OU is still looking into it, or the person writing the article was not yet familiar with it. It seems to be more common in Europe than in America, so whatever, but that would seem to be uh, an up-and-coming way, cheaper way of getting Chalav Yisrael milk, the robot is programmed only to milk certain animals, certain cows, whatever. Cows, certain cows. And therefore, you don't have to worry about the animal milking, and it's similar to the video. And that's another new way of doing things. Okay, continues the Rama. Chalav shel goyim oseres kelim shenizbash lobehem kishar iser. If I take real bona fide chalav akum, okay, I went against all the rules. I got real bona fide chalav akum, and then I put it. I, I cook it. I, put, I, I cook it in a pot. The pot becomes not, the the chalav akum is not kosher midrabanan, right? So the pot now becomes aser midrabanan. Now, even though the milk, we don't know that there was anything mixed in the milk. And everything we learned told us it's not likely there's something mixed into the milk. It's hard to find camel's milk and pig's milk. And nonetheless, there's a Xerus Chachamim, Chalav Akum, is also Midrabanan. And there, when you, put, when you cook it in a pot, it asks the pot. It's still going to be awesome. Now, we're going to learn. Tomorrow about Gvinas Akum, another Xera of the Chachamim, which we'll learn about tomorrow. But just like cooking, bona fide Gvinas Akum and Chalav Akum are going to answer the Kalim. Aval, Lochem Ashelahem, but not Gaisha butter. That's Sif Gimel. Sif Gimel is butter. We're going to learn that butter is not a real xera. Butter is dependent on the minig. Some have a minig to be strict. Some have a minig not to be strict. And therefore, butter is a much lower level issue. I wouldn't call it an iser. It's more like a minig. And not everyone has the minig. So says the Ramah, Even in a place where they're knowing that the chem'ah, the butter of the guys, aser, if you cook the butter in a frying pan, it's not going to answer the pan at all. If, if you mix in the Gaisha butter into your food, which you should not have done, but you did it, it does not answer the food. So the post can point out, does not answer the food, it has to be bottle baroque. Okay, butter is usually bottle of a rose. It's not usually the majority ingredient. It has to be bottle of a rose. 
She's this Arab Behetra Hakosha, talking about the Kidilla El, just like we learned Gabi Pasha, Gaya by Pasha Akum, Vaayim El, Siman, Kuf, Yud, Bates. Okay, so just like Pasha Akum, and we said also Bishal Akum is Batal Barov, Chem As Akum is also Batal Barov. Okay, so they are Midaik over here. Look at the Berhetev Sifkatan Yud. Berhetev Sifkatan Yud. He just told us that all he told us was milk and cheese will answer a kli, butter will not answer a kli, and butter will be bottle barov. Look at the Berhetev Sifkatan Yud. Kosovashach. Mashma. The rove mu boy You're comparing the butter to pasakum. Pasakum has to be bottle barov. So the butter also has when it says bottle means bottle barov. As long as it's not the majority ingredient, you can't see it, it's gonna be bottle. With the fisa mash with the Now the Rama is making a distinction between butter versus cheese and milk. So it says Dave. So it's only butter, which is only a minig, which is butter barov. But cheese is not going to be butter barov. Cheese is going to be butter bashishim. The isra holds that even cheese is butter barov. However, the shach paskas like the ramah against the isra that it's only Butter, that's bottle barov. Cheese, in order to be mavatel, real, gvinas akum, it needs to be bottle bashishim. So milk also needs to be bottle bashishim. Milk needs to be bottle bashishim. Cheese needs to be bottle bashishim. Butter is bottle barov. And butter does not answer the kalim. Milk and cheese do answer the kalim. That is. Not yet the end, but the continuation of Yordea Kuftes Vav Aleph, the Ramah.